0: if you've ever met someone who is genuinely thriving and wondered what's their secret well then this is the podcast for you welcome to the marvelous podcast with your hosts marta kagan and steph ziegler stuff. Hey, Marta. Are you ready for our very first mental health hacks episode? I
1: am. I'm excited to give our listeners some tips and things that can support
0: them further. Yeah. And just as a reminder, this is what we're going to do every fourth episode. So every fourth be marvelous podcast will be mental health hacks. And today we're going to talk about how to create a marvelous morning routine. And the listeners can't see this right now, but I'm wearing, my sweatshirt says, I don't do mornings <laughs> <laughs> in support of this episode because the day can sort of take you away with it. Yes. And part of having agency over your mental health is you taking the reins, right, of your mood, your mindset, and your morning. So that's what we're going get, to get into. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment and thank everyone who has been listening to our first few episodes. The launch just happened. So we're still kind of giddy about the whole thing. Am I right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you everyone so much. We felt the love, the support, and we're always open to your feedback, your questions. That kind of leads us into this next piece of having questions from listeners.
0: So this question is about episode one, Relentless Optimism, and it comes from Tracy. Let's hear what Tracy's question is.
1: Hi, Marvelous. My name is Tracy, and I just listened to your first podcast, and I loved it. I also think of myself as an optimist, and I really like being an optimist, and I think it serves me really well. But I wanted to tell you that I feel like people are turned off by my optimism. And I sometimes have to dull my optimism to fit in, to annoy people less. I feel like I'm annoying because I'm an optimist. And I know that's really sad, but it's definitely true. So I'm curious what you think of that. And thanks for the great podcast. Keep up the good work. Aw, I love that question. And shout out to Tracy for the kind words, which we appreciate. Yeah. This question's interesting. I I feel like I'm also an optimist. I would categorize myself like that. And I've been in a situation around colleagues more specifically, where I've been really optimistic when things are hard and people who are really struggling have a hard time being around that. Right. And you can feel the energy of them just being like, oh, like, no, it is really hard. And it's not that I wasn't acknowledging the challenges they were going through. It's just that I had a different perspective of we're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. And I also really believe that you do have a choice how you're relating to the situation, which goes back to what we were talking about in the other episodes. For Tracy, I think that you should be true to yourself. You can certainly be mindful of others, but don't mute your superpower. What do you think? Yeah, Marta? I com-
0: I completely agree, and I think the moment we start to make ourselves smaller for other people, things start to go off the rails. Now we're the pinball in the game instead of the pinball player, and we're just reacting to what's around us, and that can throw our own sense of self worth, our own sense of you know balance, completely off. So I think it's really important to stay grounded in who you are and if you are genuinely feeling optimism even in a really difficult situation anchor into that but by no means do you need to dampen that or snuff that flame out for other people in fact i would i would say that being true to yourself and and owning that can be contagious you know definitely yeah, I agree with you Marta. I think there's something about being
1: authentic to yourself and showing up from that place like you mentioned. And then the hard part, the challenging part is not caring what people think of that. And obviously yeah. with friends and loved ones who are struggling that are maybe more of the pessimist, there is some um morphing we do naturally a little bit to meet people where they are. However, if you morph so much to the point where you're really not honoring who you are, it just takes away from your power. It takes away from you being true to yourself. And ultimately that has consequences.
0: Bottom line, Tracy, is continue to be your optimistic self and love yourself for that and honor that. And yeah, you're going to annoy some people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you but can't you might... make everyone happy. You yeah, know? but you might lift other people up that
0: really need it. Yeah. you know? So there's a, a gift in that, I think. Absolutely. So we get another question from Tom and Tom wants to know, how do you introduce mental fitness to someone who clearly needs it? How do you make these suggestions or introduce them to some of the concepts that we're talking about here without pissing them off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is
1: such a good question. So thank you, Tom. I know a lot of people have struggled with this and having been in this seat that you are also in, I think the best way is one, not tell people what to do because the defense mechanism goes up right away. Ultimately, we have to remember that everybody has their own journey and that it's not up to you to fix them. We can only suggest and help so much. They have to be the one to take action. What do you think, Marta?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think in general, my policy is no one likes unsolicited advice. It's one thing if the person comes to you and says, I'm having this problem and I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? Okay. So now the advice has been solicited. Go for it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's different if the person's just complaining or they're not even complaining. They're just struggling and suffering and you're just watching it happen. And if you care about them, of course, you want to get in there and help. But I think it's really important to just be there, to be empathetic, to support and love them and listen and not give unsolicited advice. But I will say, Tom, that if you are practicing mental fitness, if you are doing some of the things that we talk about in this podcast and in Marvelous Workouts, you're taking good care of your mental health, that's probably the best thing you can do. Because if that person cares about you and loves you and they're watching you, they're going to see Tom's doing great. Mm -hmm. What is Tom doing? My advice is keep doing what you're doing, Tom, in terms of taking care of yourself. Be that, that role model wait for the person to ask for advice. And in the meantime, just love them and know they're doing the best they can. And when they're ready, they'll come. Yeah. So
1: thank you listeners for sharing your questions with us. We'll be answering your questions at the beginning of every mental health hack episode, which is every fourth episode. If you have any questions that you would love us to answer, you can send us a voicemail, a text message at 617-444-9275. Again, that is 617-444-9275. And without further ado, today's episode is eight ways to make your morning more marvelous. Marta, I don't know about you, but I really struggled at the beginning of the pandemic when I had to start working from home for the first time ever. And this impacted me in so many different ways. One area in my life that it caused disruption was my morning routine. And by morning routine, I mean, i had, I had Lost mine completely. So, no more commute, (laughs) no more walking to work. It was really hard for me at the beginning. And I do like mornings. I consider myself a morning person. I'm not up at 5 a.m., but I enjoy my morning time and Mm -hmm. it disrupted it. So, I'm excited to talk about these tips today because they're things that I've implemented that completely changed my life and my mornings. But would love to hear your thoughts on. The morning routine and how it's been for you establishing
0: one well first of all i think even if you don't work from home what we're going to share today these hacks are helpful regardless yes um i know for for me i'm not naturally a morning person but i've really come to appreciate how being proactive about how i start my day has a huge impact on the rest of the day it like sets the tone so i'm really bullish on this list of hacks we're going to share yeah, let's just let's just jump right in. Okay.
1: So, the first tip for a great morning routine is prepare for the next day the night before. And what I've done that helps with that is really making a list of my top things to do, knowing which things I need to tackle. And then if I'm feeling like going the extra mile, I might even lay out an outfit, I might figure out what I want for breakfast the next day so I can get excited about it. That does not happen every day, but once in a while. <laughs> So yeah, just preparing for the next day the night before definitely helps set the tone.
0: Yeah, I I like that one. I've struggled with that one in the past because I don't know, sometimes I find at the end of the day I just don't want to think about what's coming the next yeah. day. I just want to be in the moment. But it matters. You know, just mm-hmm. for me just looking at my calendar and checking in with what the next day has in store if I do have something early in the morning knowing that I'm not naturally a morning person, that little bit of preparation makes all the difference because I don't have to think about it, right? I can just roll out of bed. There's less of that limbic friction, which is like the emotional resistance to doing something you don't feel like doing, you know, when you wake up. Totally. So that's a great tip. Prepare for the next day, the night before. Okay. Hack number two, do not, and I repeat, (laughs) do not check your phone first thing in the morning. Yep. In fact, I'm going to take that a step further and say the first thing I suggest doing in the morning is actually taking a moment to be grateful that you woke up in the morning. <laughs> but for sure, don't do that by picking up the phone. Am mm-hmm. I right? I mean, this is a hard uh-huh. one for people, but yes.
1: Yeah, this is a hard one. And for me, one thing that's really worked is setting a strict boundary around this. I'm not going to respond to texts or check my email or anything else on my phone until 9 a.m. The only thing I do on my phone is turn my alarm off. We don't even notice how addicted to our phones we are, but this one has been transformative.
0: Yeah. And I will say in working with thousands of people at this point, when I get in into what's causing their day to go off the rails, nine times out of 10, the first thing they do is check their phone. I know that's not scientific data (laughs) that says it's causal, But there is something about how as soon as you pick up the phone, you are no longer in charge, right? You you don't have the reins because it's now starting to drag you into headlines and Instagram posts and Mm -hmm. urgent emails that may not, in fact, be that urgent. Just- giving yourself that little bit of space to come into consciousness, to decide how you're starting your day instead of letting the phone decide for you. This hack alone is worth this entire episode. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I agree. And then the next tip is
1: go to sleep around the same time every night. You say around because obviously life happens, things come up, but this one is really important because there are rhythms that our body has certain you know the circ- circadian rhythm, different rhythms that your body gets into, and when you disrupt that, it can really throw you off your
0: mornings. It's true. Your your sleep regularity, your sleep consistency, is a really important factor in your overall uh, physical and emotional well being. So yeah, trying to get to sleep around the same time, I'd say within like a thirty minute window, I believe is what the science suggests. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Steph, you can't be perfect all the time. Sometimes you do have a birthday party or an event or something you have to go to, or you know, life happens. That's okay. But the idea is to make this your, your rule, not your exception. Yes, exactly. And similar or related to this point is hack number four, wake up when your alarm goes off or rather, (laughs) should I say, get up you Yeah. Yeah. Off, right? Do not hit snooze. I repeat, <laughs> do not hit snooze. It's so tempting. And not only is it tempting, but again, bringing in some science here, when you hit snooze and you give yourself that extra nine minutes or so—I think most snooze cycles are nine minutes long—if you fall back asleep, you're going to wake up before you've gone through an actual REM cycle, before you've gone through a complete sleep cycle. So you're interrupting it and actually making yourself more tired for the rest of the day you're shooting yourself in the foot before you've even gotten started so wake up when the alarm goes off and steph you you love the mel robbins tip around this so go ahead and share that i think it's a good one
1: yeah mel robbins has a tip the five second rule and basically the whole idea is count down in your head so let's say your alarm goes off you're hearing it count down five four Three, two, one, go and just turn it off, get up and go. Giving yourself five seconds and doing it makes all the difference as opposed to wavering back and forth and then deciding not to. If you just decide you're going to take the plunge, it is so much easier. Our next tip morphs with this too. Go for a walk first thing when you wake up. So you wake up, get up, go on a walk. I know this can be hard for folks who live up north. I am in sunny Miami. So (laughs) I have it a little better here in terms of the weather. This has made all the difference in my morning routine, getting the blood flowing, moving. And Marta, you're good about this because you do live up north, but I know instead of walk, sometimes you're really diligent about getting in morning movement, which is essentially the same effect that I'm trying to do with my walk.
0: Yeah, I would just rephrase mental health hack number five as... Move first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, and by move, I don't mean just get out of bed. I mean some kind of movement. I think walking is great. That's an easy one for most people to do. But you're right. Here in in New England, the weather sometimes makes me not want to go walk outside and walk into my house is boring. So <laughs> I will do some yoga. I will do some Qigong. I will literally put on one of my favorite songs and dance like a fool. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just do some kind of movement and I'll be honest stuff. I usually don't want to like literally every morning. I'm like, "Mm, I'd rather sit on the couch and snuggle my dog with coffee and scroll through Instagram, but five, four, three, two, one. Exactly. I was going
1: to say five, four, three, two, one, just do it. Yeah,
0: It makes all the difference. Move first thing in the morning in whatever way. And just for a few minutes, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 60 minute workout. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Hack number six getting sunlight in your eyes shortly after wake up.
1: Yeah. And Dr. Andrew Huberman, a neuroscientist from Stanford has a lot of research around this and five to 10 minutes of sun within, I think he says the first hour or so of waking up, he recommends not looking directly at the sun, but getting the sunlight directly in your eyes. So that means not through sunglasses, not staring out your window, but actually going outside And letting your brain know that it's morning, accept the sunlight into your eyes, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. And if you're interested in the science behind it, he does have some great podcast episodes and some, I think, blog posts on it where he talks about the neurochemistry of this. So, sunlight causes hormones like cortisol and so forth and dopamine to do their thing in a way that is optimal for human performance. So, it literally sets you up to feel better, to perform better, to stay more focused and motivated throughout the day, and to keep your general sleep wake cycle in a better rhythm. This isn't like woo woo, just go get some sun, or like your mom told you to get vitamin D. <laughs> this is really about being at your best. Yeah, definitely. And mental health hack number seven is set
1: a time block for your morning. So this for me has been instrumental because it gives me permission to to do all of my mental fitness things. So mine's 90 minutes. And during that time block, I don't check my phone. It's giving myself permission to do the things that are going to support me in starting off on a really good foot in the morning.
0: Yeah. And for some folks, 90 minutes sounds... luxurious. (laughs) I know when, I know when I had younger children, no way, like there's no way I have 90 minutes all week to myself, right. To just block that off and do that. So depending on what stage you are in life and what your family situation and your circumstances are, maybe it's not 90 minutes. Maybe it's nine minutes. Maybe it's 19 minutes. The point is to be intentional about it and to make it a ritual, a habit that there's some amount of time you've blocked Off each morning to invest in your mental and emotional well being. So one day it might be just going outside for five minutes of sunshine and you're also getting in the walk at the same time. Another day it might be, I'm just going to get out of bed and I'm going to you know, listen to a podcast, hint, hint, <laughs> that sets me up mentally. So it doesn't have to be a huge time investment. The point is that you are being proactive, that you are taking the reins and you are choosing how you start off your day. Yeah. And before I get off my soapbox, I will just say, especially (laughs) for the tired moms and dads out there with young kids where you're barely sleeping as it is, Steph, you're a few months away from this future.
1: (laughs) Yes, my 90 minutes will be gone here, here very soon. So I'm accepting it. (laughs) Well well, less. (laughs)
0: Since you can't see Steph and you might not know her, Steph is expecting her first child soon. um. So <laughs> for those folks, the reality is that maybe you can't do this even every day, but you do it as often as you can. And if you can't do it first thing in the morning, you do it at first nap time, do your best in whatever circumstances you're in. But certainly if you're, you know, you don't have kids or you don't have young kids and you can do this, like, Come on, people, five, four, three, two, one. It just set up that time block for yourself in the morning. Get up a few minutes earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes earlier in order to do this. It pays you off or pays you back, I should say, 10x easily. Absolutely. And that brings us to mental health hack number 10 eat the frog. If you don't know what eat the frog means, it's do the hardest thing first. Mm -hmm. So you've gotten out of bed. You've gotten some sunlight in your eyes. You've done five to 10 minutes of something good for your inner world. And then you're ready to start your real day. Do the hardest thing first. Whatever that is for you that day. Maybe it's making a phone call you've been dreading, or maybe it's writing a blog post that you promised your boss you'd turn in, or whatever it is. You know, maybe it's doing your freaking taxes. I say that because that's on my blog <laughs> list for today. Yeah. Ugh, the dreaded taxes. Whatever it is do that thing first because it's all too easy to put it off and put it off. And then the dread build and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Whereas if you get that thing done, dude, if you do nothing else the rest of the day, you you've already gotten the W, you know? So true. So this one has been life changing for me and um, I don't love frogs, but <laughs> you don't like eating frogs. <laughs> no, it's, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
1: ties nicely with number one, where you're preparing for the next day, you can write at the top of that list. What is the frog you're going to eat? You should know what you're getting into the next day. If you follow mental health hack number one, just do the hardest thing
0: first. It'll make your life a lot easier. Okay. So before we wrap this up with some final words of wisdom stuff, I just want to tell everyone we will put these hacks in the show notes And there's also a really great blog post Steph wrote that goes into detail about all this stuff. I want to just close this episode by saying this. If you put this into practice just for a week, like just try it for one week, commit to changing your morning routine, commit to implementing all of these or just the first two, just prepare the night before and don't check your phone and notice the difference. And then tell us, tell us in the comments, call the hotline, compare how your week, your day goes. I guarantee it will be more marvelous.
1: Yeah, I guarantee too. Again, we want to thank you for tuning into the first Mental Health Hack episode. If you have questions, comments, you want to ask us a question again, Give us a call at 617-444-9275. And thank you so much for being part of our community and listening. Yes.
0: We love hearing from you guys. We'll be back (laughs) next week with another great interview. And until then, have a marvelous day. Yep. See you next week. Did you know that just five minutes of daily mental fitness training can completely transform your mood, your mindset, even your life? Sign up for our free five-day mini course and we'll show you how. You'll learn the same super simple, super effective techniques used by professional athletes and recommended by the world's top behavioral scientists to reduce stress, improve focus, stay motivated, and recover from setbacks like a champ. Head over to bemarvelous.com and sign up now for this free five-day training. That's B-E-M-A-R-V-E-L-U-S dot com. Be Marvelous is a weekly mental fitness podcast hosted by Marta Kagan and Steph Ziegler I'm brought to you by Marvelous, the mental fitness gym dedicated to helping humans thrive. You can download show notes or subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the Be Marvelous mental fitness podcast, Why not leave a five-star review? We love reviews. And also, reviews are how new listeners find out about us. Thanks.